0: Everybody and welcome once again to the Freel Thing. It is me, your legendary host. <laughs> <laughs> Can you- continue with that, uh, Greg Friel. Uh, and I am joined by Lady Fiona Colbran brown <laughs> from East End Connections. I can't help thinking of you in regal terms because of the double-barreled name.
1: Yeah, there's nothing in that at all. I think it's more...
0: <laughs> You're just a poser, is that I, what absolutely, is you? it's actually yeah, going to sound good?
1: Yeah, but my middle name is Forbes, and so I thought it sounded good on applications. Fiona Forbes Colburn.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and yeah. then
1: when I got married...
0: It sounds like a cheese. I know.
1: <laughs> when I got married, I wanted, uh, it was going to be Fiona Brown. I went, no. Nah. I don't want to be playing Fiona Brown, mm-hmm. so I, I kept my maiden name on there.
0: Well, greetings, Fiona. Thank you. Um, how are you? greetings, greetings. You've suddenly greetings. gone Victorian. <laughs> wow. It's for
1: Lady Fiona. Yeah, that's what
0: it is. Um, so for the for the folks at home who uh, who are unfamiliar with who you are, um, you're a very familiar face on the networking scene in Glasgow, um, and I've known you for about three years. About three years, yeah. Give us a wee 30 seconds about who you are and what you do.
1: You know me, 30 seconds, can I do anything? Let, let's try. <laughs> let's, let's
0: try go for 30 seconds. seconds
1: right? Yeah. Um. Born in England and moved to Dundee where my parents are from after my father died when I was three. Left school at 16, hated school, had no ambition, so I went out into the world of work and I was trying to calculate I have had 20 odd jobs in my life. And at the age of 40, I qualified as interior designer with a Bachelor of Science degree, which is laughable considering I didn't even do arithmetics at school. And I've run three businesses now. And the last one now is East End Connections and doing networking events, memberships and helping independent businesses to grow and thrive.
0: Thanks very much for joining us today. If you're on that one, that was great. That kind of basically covers everything, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. Let's um, go. <laughs> yeah. So East End Connections, which is kind of how most people in the, the Glasgow scene know you, um, it was set up, was it not primarily set up as a, yes, a networking thing, but with, the idea of it being more of a, a social enterprise kind of idea?
1: Yeah, it started off... I joined East End Connections when I was running my virtual PA business in two beginning of... Two, I think it was the end of 2015, beginning of 2016. And it was two girls running it up at Shettleston. Mm-hmm. And the idea I joined there was to meet local businesses because I wanted to help them with my virtual PA business. But within six months... Um, Carol and Brenda who set it up had decided they want to give it up and they had a vision to make it into a co-op or a charity or something that kind of thing and when they asked me to take over I said well my business is starting to take off I don't have that time to do that but what I will do is take over the network so that'll be three years this month Mm -hmm. I've had the networking event in 2016. And at that point, um, it was mostly East End businesses, and we had about 75 mem- like people who'd come along to the yeah. events, normally about 12, 15 people. But I moved, I decided I wanted to grow, because it was in just a little boardroom setting, and I wanted it to grow, and I wanted more people to come. So I moved it down to Drygate. And, um,
0: Which is a cool space.
1: It is a cool space. It can be a little bit echoey at times, mm-hmm. and sometimes a bit cold, but it is, it is a good space to but have. But you do
0: get to see everybody. You yes. know, and, and everybody gets a seat.
1: I know, well that's the main be thing, because awesome. initially at the beginning people never used to sit down mm-hmm. and then I said, so I tried to change that sort of format a little bit and make sure people have a sit down and, and have talks and have people talking at it. So I have grown that uh, to over a thousand businesses attending in three years mm-hmm. but what's happened is I've kind of lost my East End businesses. 80% are actually non-East Enders, which yeah. I don't discourage because I business is business and Mm -hmm. I think we've got to help one another. But I'm trying to now push with the social enterprise that I set up, I went, um, I set up the actual company beginning this year for the social enterprise side which is targeted for East End businesses. So I'm trying to capture more East End businesses and for that what I'm looking to do is bring people out of the house because they're isolated. And I know myself, that's what I'm doing. I'm running a business at home and it's tough. It's a tough gig. And I know there are people out there doing the same thing. So I need them to come out and work together and let's skill share. Mm-hmm. Because running a business on your own, you have many hats. Yeah. And you know yourself. You've got to be everything. Yeah. You know, you've got to be your marketing, your sales, your admin, your accountant, you know, all things. And But we're not always good at everything. Mm-hmm. And I know me, tech. Oh, God, no. Tech for me is an mm. absolute nightmare, and that's why I stopped my virtual PA business.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't understand it. <laughs> I didn't understand
1: it. And everyone has different systems. You know, yeah. if you've got five, six clients, and they're all working on something completely different, yeah. and I'm trying to juggle that in one day, I just thought, you know what, this is a young person's game who knows mm-hmm. tech, and it's not for me, and I can help businesses in a different way mm-hmm. with my connections, because I have a lot
0: of connections. Well, I think that's the thing, that was you know, self-awareness is key. Um, just with whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, for me, um, I'm very much a creative person and less a techie person, but I've had to acquire certain technical skills over the years. Like, I've become an audio engineer, um, but I couldn't give a damn about being an audio engineer. And for, like, I'm... Oh, sorry, i got to plug this in. Where to make it, you know? <laughs> Literally, I'm like... Okay, I wanted to make that noise. What's the button that I press to do that? You know that that was always my approach. But I think that's the thing you've just kind of got to adjust and then know. Okay, that's not my strongest suit there, mm-hmm. but I know a guy who's really good at that. And if I need that, then that's who I call on. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's that. It's sharing your skills, and it is, and it's it's recognizing your strengths and recognizing your weaknesses. My strength is I'm a people person,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. That's where I, I made a decision overnight. Well, I, didn't, I did make a decision overnight with a mentor of mine. I said to him, look, I don't know what to do. Do I take East End Connections forward or do I carry on my virtual pay business, which was starting to to build up? And he says, Fiona, you're, you're a people person. Go with your strengths. Yeah. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, stop it now. Mm-hmm. So I came home and told my husband, right, I've packed up my, bu- <laughs> I've packed up my business mm-hmm. and I'm now building that. But that was two years ago. So it's yeah. been a... It's a long slog, um, but it's what I love doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not a moneymaker. I'm not going to be a millionaire, but that's not what it's about. But I
0: think this is the thing. It's understanding, you know, what your motivations are for doing um, anything. Um, for me, because um, I'm, I'm always going to bring it back to talking about me, these obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's that um, I've never been motivated by money. It's never been, ooh, I want to be a millionaire. I don't want to build a business like a big business and have loads of employees I couldn't care less that's just not been the thing that's ever motivated me the thing that's always motivated me is being my own boss and just having the time to do the creative projects that I want to do which are largely music based so I always want to have that balance and if I'm not doing that and balancing it up correctly then I kind of lose my mind Mm. you know it's like "Mm, I need to be doing more music um, but, I mean, certainly at the start of this year, I was like, yeah, I appear to be doing a job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really yeah, what I was, that. I was Aww. thinking about. Um, yeah, you, it's, it's kind of doing things for the right reasons and the reasons that, that you want to do it.
1: Yeah, you've got to be happy. You've got to get out of bed for a reason. It's, you've got to be happy to be getting out of bed and doing what you love doing. No,
0: exactly, exactly. Mm. So let's go back to... It. Imagine you're opening <clears throat> a comic book. And this is Lady Fiona's (laughs) origin story.
1: (laughs) Fair Princess Fiona,
0: (laughs) Oh, Princess Fiona. (laughs) So we're going back to the origin story in a Spider-Man, Wonder Woman kind of way, right? Uh Um, So born born in England. Mm -hmm. Proves.
1: Todmorden, just outside Burnley. You
0: just made that name up. I right?
1: didn't. Todmorden. is a tiny little village just outside Burnley. I was born in a, above a shop. It was above a, above a hairdresser's actually. And we had an outside toilet, which was set into the wall of a, a railway bridge.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're really painting <laughs> an incredibly vivid picture. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tin bath in front of the open fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, were you still using ration books? Yeah,
1: <laughs> we kind of got past ration books, but we right. were using newspaper for toilet paper, yeah. Right,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. And how long were you in England for?
1: Uh, till I was three, my father died suddenly. We were actually moving to Africa. My dad's job, my dad worked for Michelin, and he was going to be opening a factory in Africa in Zimbabwe and we were about to move when he collapsed and died very suddenly.
0: Oh my god. Mm.
1: So my mother was left with four kids. I was the youngest mm-hmm. out of four, so there was only 10 years. There's 6 years between the four of us. So my mum moved back to Dundee where my mum and dad were actually from. Right, okay. So she had a you know a network of support there for her.
0: So in Dundee what were your first sort of forays into the, the work environment? Was there anything in particular like, in school that inspired you in any way or were you as you uh, said at the I start I had yeah n- I showing no ambition
1: no ambition I had no ambition whatsoever I really struggled at school and only I think I've never been tested but I think I'm dyslexic Okay um, and I think that it, equates for a lot of problems that I had because I really struggled reading. Um, I'm really not very good at writing either, but reading has been, been, been a huge thing problem for me throughout life. So I've had to adapt, so it makes mm-hmm. you more creative. Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. Right, okay. But I do things. What my granddad calls me is pally-handed. Okay. And that means I do things with my right hand in a left-handed way. So I write like a left-handed person. Okay. And I stir my tea like a left-handed person, <laughs> but I'm right-handed.
0: Right. Because <coughs> I'm largely left-handed. Right. Um, all my guitars are left-handed. I play guitar left-handed. I play tennis right-handed. Okay. You know, that's like a
1: stronger arm, maybe, I or I don't I know. Have no Who idea. Knows.
0: Um, so it's just it's kind of ambidextrous. It's a bit weird, mm-hmm. but um, but I couldn't play guitar left-handed. At all. I could not even think about it. It's just really mm-hmm. it's a really weird kind of thing. But the the point I was going to make was there is. A link between left-handedness and dyslexia.
1: Right, okay. And
0: it's, you know, it's the same part of the brain, mm-hmm. you know that, that kind of thing. So there's quite a lot of people who I know who are fellow left-handed people, and they, they're dyslexic.
1: Dyslexic, yeah. I mean, was, there was no such thing in mind when I was growing up of dyslexia. And it's only hearing, actually, I've got a stepdaughter, and she's going. she was going through college, and she was tested, and she has very similar traits to what I have. Right. And so I always think, and maybe I should be tested, but you know what, I don't want a label. It's like... I am who I am.
0: But I think that's the thing. Is kind of back in the day, whenever you're at you know at school, I was it, stupid. It would yeah. There's that there's me. that, mm. and it, and it's just people. When I first, when I this is slightly different, but when I first moved to New York when I was seven, we um, went with my my dad's work, and I went to school there. I literally went into complete meltdown for like three or four months just because of culture shock. Mm. utterly bemused by what was going on in this strange country and they put me in remedial class and I was in remedial English and remedial maths and whatever um, because I didn't communicate to anybody I literally didn't speak uh, and I was like, oh, what's all this going on? <laughs> and then, you know, they were like okay, uh, Greg, can you read this? and it was like, Jack and Jill went up the hill you know, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, like full of attitude, kind Uh of like, why are you treating me like I'm an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Mm -hmm. I'm just a scared kid that doesn't know what the hell's going on and what the hell is baseball? Mm -hmm. You know, it was just (laughs) like utterly confusing. You play
1: rounders.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was very much that kind of thing. But I think, you know, in in those formative years, you know, you're kind of, it's dead easy to be Mm labelled or Mm -hmm. put in a box because you're maybe not, you don't have the social skills to actually... Explain to people that actually, you know what, I'm actually just freaked out here and Mm -hmm. I don't understand what's happening. And yeah, um, but yeah, I I mean, I think there's an awful lot of people who struggled at school um, for undiagnosed, shall Mm -hmm. we say, yeah, um, you know, conditions as it were, like that, that that are enormously helpful to know. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, oh, right, that's what it is. Yeah, you know, so okay, so now that we know that. You can do this. Mm -hmm. They can direct
1: you in a different direction. Yeah, and I think that was it. It was a case of all through my life, and I, I, I completely believed it because I was told I was stupid, I was dumb, I was thick... And and so you, many times people tell you that. You just believe that. So I had no I had no, mm-hmm. no perception of what I wanted to do. I had no idea. The only thing I was, I had to be creative, I think, because yeah. of it. And it did make me a creative person. And I did want to do uh, window dressing. I had this real passion. I wanted to be a window dresser. Oh, right. And... Um, but then it said, when, I, when I applied, they said you have to go to college. They used to, you used to be able to just go into a store and they would train yeah. you up, that kind of thing. But now they've now had this new college um, that you were able to go to. And then because of that, I was edu- going back to education. I just said, no, that yeah. ain't going to happen. And I'm that's the not going to do it. You,
0: you put that limit on yourself. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that. So then that's going to stop me from getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah
1: I know, and it was just it was crazy, but I did I worked in a store, I worked in Arnott's and I hounded the the window dressers and i let they let me do some little displays in my my areas that I worked mm-hmm. in. so I did work in the record department, which I don't really know too much about music, but mm-hmm. that was actually quite ironic. It's never stopped me <laughs> 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 and then the, I think the worst department was in the stockings department with the little old ladies right.
0: and their wow. thick
1: stockings, you know you're kind of for. <laughs>
0: I'm showing my age here, but this is reminding me of Are you being served? I
1: know it was. It was a little bit like that. Yeah. I have to say it was, but kind of, yeah, very strange and yeah. So I did retail for a very long time until boredom. Boredom set in quite a lot for me, and I think I was always and I'm still the same. A little bit of that shiny object syndrome. I do have that, and right. I, I, I can't settle too much, so I tend to. But do you move not just think on. that it's
0: it's it's a case of, well, like you said, you were bored at school and you kind of didn't mm. know what you wanted to do. And whenever you're kind of not led necessarily by a one singular passion, you're just going to try loads of different things. Float. Mm-hmm. And then you might find that one thing that you go, oh, well, actually, you know what, this is it. And it, I think an awful lot of people just go through life like that. Mm. Um, like for me, I've never been um, that. I've never thought I was running a business, which is probably a <laughs> huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I've always just been, I'm a musician and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, you know, I wasn't directionalist, but you would go from one thing to the next and you've got goals that you're you're working towards and whatever. But that can be equally as difficult, you know, because if you're trying to do something, then you can't for whatever reason and things get in the way, then, you know, that's enormously frustrating as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think an awful lot of people do do that and they're kind of just trying to kind of find something that is sparks that interest mm-hmm.
1: in them it captures them
0: because otherwise you know you don't want to wake up in the morning and go <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to do such and such today you know that's just
1: I was going to ask you what's your best job and worst job but you haven't had a job so <laughs> you <laughs> I, could,
0: I could tell you individual <laughs> people that I've worked with <clears throat> um, well I've had horrendous gigs mm. um, performing um, doing gigs um, my, this isn't actually that funny, but it was just horrendous. We turned up a gig once it got cancelled before we did it because somebody got murdered. Wow. And you're like, wow, okay. Um, uh-huh. Probably just as well that this isn't actually happening because I don't really <laughs> want to go into this place. Um, things like that. Um, bar brawls.
1: Hmm.
0: All, if you can imagine like the worst bar kind of environments... And then, shit going crazy. <laughs> been there, done that. Done that. I mean, literally thousands of gigs in every single conceivable environment. Two man and a dog, you know. <laughs> and then Not to, one man
1: and a dog, but no. two
0: men. Um, <clears throat> and then, at the other end of the scale, you do really, you know, great stuff. Um, Theatres and um, done some arenas mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff with some of the projects I've been working on. And... You know, nothing is gonna come close to walking on stage in front of nine thousand screaming hmm. kids, and you're like, "Whoa, okay."
1: I could see that as my complete nightmare.
0: <laughs> I just get so excited, even just thinking—like, mm-hmm. literally, just thinking back to that. You know, those, um, those gigs. I, I'm literally, wow. It just hmm. kind of gives you that excitement. But I mean, I think if you're a performer, then that's kind yeah, of yeah, that is your that's, that's your ultimate goal. That's isn't your it? thing, mm. you know. But um, no, loads of loads of crap. Mm. Um yeah, I really should write a book.
1: <laughs> we all should write a book.
0: Um I should and I should call it How Not to Succeed in the Music Industry. <laughs> um and it's just full of loads of horror stories. And everyone would be like, Wow, I just don't want to do that ever.
1: <laughs> Put them off for the line.
0: Exactly. But, um <laughs>
1: Pave the way for yourself.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so um did you what so was there ever some somewhere along the way that you kind of went, okay? This, this seems to kind of spark my interest more than anything else. When you said about being a people person. Mm-hmm. Was there a job that you were doing that you were like, I, I spend, was there a realisation yourself that you kind of went, I'm a people person?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, it's just something my husband always says to me. He says, I don't know what it is about you. People are attracted to you. Wherever you walk into a room, wherever you go, people come to you and are attracted. And I don't know why. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know why either. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's just because of me. I just don't... But
0: I mean, do blow sunshine up your ass for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're a warm person though and and, mm-hmm. and you radiate that one, and which is great for somebody who's hosting events. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as you know you arrive then you can Oh there's Fiona, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's some people that do events <laughs> and <kind> of like, <laughs> oh, well, you can like, you should not <laughs> be doing this. <laughs> You know?
1: But I think it's just—I think it's just being yourself, and it's just yeah. being being an authentic you. Because there's no point in trying to be somebody else or be something else, because you're going to get caught out one way along, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere along the line, basically. And I, I yeah, and it's funny because I was thinking about you know all the jobs that I've worked in. I have been kind of alone working mm-hmm. in jobs. I've never lived alone. I've never ever ever lived alone. Right. I've never liked my own company. And I'm saying, why does anybody else like my company? Because I don't like my own company, but. As I've got older, I'm actually learning to like my own company because mm-hmm. I am on my own a lot more. But I've never, I don't like crowds, so I really panic. In cr- so, like gigs, going to the thought mm-hmm. of you saying nine thousand people—that mm-hmm. just that just completely freaks me out. I don't I like. I don't gigs. like being in the audience. No, <laughs> right, you're on a stage away <laughs> from L- everyone. Liter-
0: <laughs> I, mean, liter- I don't like going to gigs mm. because I'm literally I'm in the audience going, "Give me a mic." Give me a mic. <laughs> you know, I, I want to be on the stage. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm just dissecting the show. Yeah, um, this is wrong. And that's wrong. I, you know, or or just kind of. Like, oh, I wonder how they did that. If I don't mm. know, um, and it, it it can be more of a frustrating experience. Mm-hmm. But no, I get get what you mean. Yeah, you know. I
1: like to be in a small group of people, and I like I hate walking. And then that's the thing about networking. You when you go to networking, I mean, generally now I kind of always know at least a few people in a room, no matter mm-hmm. where I go. But initially, when you first started networking, that thought I hate going into a room not knowing anybody. I just uh, I'd never done it before. It just it really up until three years me. ago,
0: I'd never done any kind of networking. Mm. And the first thing I went to was a lovely one. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm think I'm going to go there this Wednesday coming up. Uh, it was a wee networking thing that happens in Bishopbriggs, so fairly right. local to me. no. Right. And I because I, I I had no idea about networking. Mm-hmm. What does that literally? Mean? I I've been in this studio for ten years,
1: mm.
0: six days a week. 14 hour days and after about 10 years obviously you can like prisoners get out more yeah. often than I do
1: <laughs> I kind of need to start crazy yeah and
0: and I wasn't doing very much performing then um, and I was kind of really just doing this for the most part and I was like no I need to have the performing side of things as well but um, anyway so when I, when I started going into you know the business side of things um it was kind of like, really was like starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't know where to look in terms of networking. Didn't know what Eventbrite was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? and well, that's uh, only
1: kind of recent, really. Yeah. Met, but
0: anyway, so, um, anyways, so uh, you know, I looked up Meetup. I found this Meetup thing, mm-hmm. and I found this. So I went to this, and it was lovely. It was really nice. Really lovely people. Really, really brilliant people. Um, but it was really early. All like, right. eight like thir- a BNI. and 8.30 no Not stupid I'm a musician 8.30 <laughs> in the morning is early mm. right it's like the middle of the night um, I mean for me quite often I'll finish here at like 11 or 12 mm. at night so which is why sometimes I struggle to get along to, yeah, early, to, to oh. early morning ones I'm kind of like mm-hmm, really um, yeah
1: I don't go to bed early anyway
0: um, but um, yeah so I went to that one and then I was like okay so where are these other networking things happening? So looked up Meetup, and it said, well, there's this free one um, at somewhere down by the SEC. Um, turn up. It said it was free. Uh, okay, that's £10. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought it was free. Go in, and it's breakfast, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, okay. And it turns out it's BNI. Mm-hmm. I'd vaguely heard of BNI at this stage. <laughs> and I was like, kind of, what's... Oh, yeah, Business Networking International. Okay. All right, And literally, I thought I'd kind of stumbled upon... A, a cult. A cult. <laughs> and the fact that they called them chapters, and all was like, okay, mm. do we change into flowing robes at some point? <laughs> um, it was just the antithesis of everything... Mm. You know, don't want to, You don't want to be. Doing I was like, that. Is it, if this what business networking is, I, I don't I'm be running a mile. And that was the second networking thing I'd ever been mm. to. So it's like, oh my god, not this. And then I find you know, start to find out other things. I think it was and,
1: collaborate we met, wasn't
0: it? I think so. I yeah, collaborate. Yeah. Um, and you know, so there was collaborate, and then it, there was Southsiders, and you know, and, and those kind of things. Um, and then you kind of start to see alright oh, well, this, there's this scene that is like the networking scene mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: so, you can go breakfast lunch dinner yeah yeah you can um, <laughs> spend your days
0: and I think from, a, from a, a B2B perspective if that's the kind of thing that you're doing then it can be really really mm-hmm. useful yeah um, and getting to know people over time I think the people who are Salesy and looking for like quick sales. Who go networking didn't work for me. I'm feeling like you're not yeah, getting
1: it. Yeah, is. it's not what is about. No, you know, it's, it's a support network. Yeah, and that's why I class these ten connections. It's a support network. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of individual. Though I say that, I say I I actually thought that. Most of the people that attended were independent businesses, but actually, they're not.
0: No, I'm, I'm actually they're surprised. Some, uh, there's a lot of the,
1: charities. I have a lot uh-huh. of charities come along and a lot of organizations, employees of mm-hmm. organizations that come are along. business development yeah. people for oh.
0: organizations. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I so it's it, a
1: real mix yeah. there.
0: Um, but there's people who I see in that scene on a regular basis, and we help each other all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's literally a case of, oh, you need to. Talk to this guy. I just saw this guy the other day. Blah 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 blah. That's what it's about. Um, and
1: it's your referrals. You're referral yeah. You know, it's just not the structure of your BNI's, and that's good for some people. Other people, it's yeah. Not I good mean, I think it's that was my very first scene into networking as BNI when I set up my design practice. I did interior design practice, right. and because we were both green around the girls, I was in a partnership. And my business partner was not a people person at all. She was a very yeah, so designed. You're that side I was of yeah, I was the I was the mouth of the business, mm-hmm. as they say. <laughs> I right. Can't imagine why. <laughs> uh, and then Donna was she was the design part of the business and I was the one that went out and told, you know, all the contractors what to do and things. But I said, look, we need to network. We don't know anyone. We came straight from university. Green mm-hmm. around the girls had no idea how to run a business, first business and we were just you know, we were flailing along kind of thing mm-hmm. but we did really well um and we were just we were running for 5 years and until 2008 economy hit and overnight it was gone right and we'd started doing business we were designed a couple of places in uh, Dubai we designed wow. a restaurant and I done a, a little cafe area and we were about to do another restaurant in Dubai and then it just phew, overnight it mm-hmm. was gone that was way bye-bye but that was my start of networking and that's where I and I still have my contacts from back then oh yeah sure Though, I mean yeah. I still go to the BNI chapter they mm. they all often ask me to sub quite a lot of times yeah. and I think it's fine to go along every now and then and just keep my contacts there and I have built from that but yeah um I need to get back out myself to the on the scene because I've been kind of working on what I'm doing next so mm. I've been off the scene a little bit So well I certainly to
0: for me it's you know, like what I'm doing has kind of changed I'm, and I'm doing more B2B kind of work. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm doing social media workshops and that kind of thing. So the people who would be interested in that are going to be the people that you're actually going to um, see at these things. So, mm-hmm. um, And I, I think that's, it's kind of understanding why you should go to a networking thing mm-hmm. and and the benefits of it. Um, but certainly with East End Connections for me, there's a, there's always just such a broad um, selection of different mm-hmm yeah people learn i
1: get such a high and and it's surprising that we get i mean each event i get 15 to 20 percent of new people every month Mm -hmm. which is you know it's phenomenal and i and i've I've sort of stuck at a regular 50 55 people each event and that's good we did go up to about 100 not 185 85 people and i thought that was too much Mm -hmm. i think sometimes some of these are really really big it's just too big and i quite like that you know i like between the 45 55 mm-hmm. people there i think that's a nice manageable size and that happens i mean you'll get 80 people booked but you never get 80 people turning yeah, up you yeah. know it's always you always oversubscribe really on there of bookings because you know people on the day they go ah can't be bothered mm-hmm. you know and particularly if they're not paying for it it's a, it is a paid event but you can book without paying mm-hmm. you just pay on the door kind of thing because i know when you're running a business sometimes Client, you know, if, you, if a client comes up, you have to—that's your priority. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, ah, "I need to go to this networking." Yeah. No, your client comes first, and your priorities come first. And sometimes lying in your bed <laughs> sometimes becomes a priority as well. No, totally. you've not had a good day, you know? I
0: mean, that's the thing we talk—we talked a lot about on this podcast—is work-life balance and actually mental health and, and looking after yourself. And you know, rather than just kind of pushing, 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 you know, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You no, know, you don't actually have. To. To do that, you just there needs to be that balance with looking after yourself. Um What would you say has been the biggest hurdle for you in terms of getting East End Connections up and running, or or the way that you can? Are you would you say that you're at or starting to get to that stage now where it kind of works for you the way you want it to to work?
1: I'm frustrated because I have a vision where I want it to go and I'm stuck and I can't get forward. And why I can't get forward is because it's just me. Mm -hmm. I do need, I need people on board now to help me drive this forward. Because what I'm ended up being now is a glorified administrator Mm. for the business. And it's not getting me out and about, I'm stuck running it you know doing the memberships doing everything trying to get the next event sorted out and it's hard it's it's a tough Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people go oh i'm going to set up a network this is great you've no idea how tough it is to keep that momentum going Mm -hmm. keep the numbers up you know constantly month after month and but where i want to go now is to drive the social enterprise side and one of the things that's actually come up is um i'm actually keen keen to help local um youths to get into either employment or if they want to go into business side of things because yeah. in the East End we've got a lot of unemployed youths particularly from second, third generation of non-workers yeah. and it's only they only know what they know and it's trying to break that little mould there and try and get them in and help our local businesses as well mm-hmm. I want to um, try and get them into maybe a placement or a, an apprenticeship or something like that and one hurdle that's come for me is I want to take on an apprentice but because I work from home I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I need a business premises to do that. So I've been talking to people and I've been putting out saying, right, has anyone got a little desk somewhere that I can go work one day a week where I can bring in an apprentice? So I'm helping them and it's also helping my business as well. But then I've talked to a lot of other people and they've said, oh, I'm in the same situation. So I'm actually having a a conversation with the council next week and they are saying that they might be able to help with a place. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if we can get a place and create a hub where independent businesses can come. We can get a lot of students come along, you know, foundation apprenticeships along Mm -hmm. at the same time, and we could all be learning from one another. You know, so we have a group learning kind of thing. It's not just a one-to-one. There is other things that we could do there. So that is my next stage forward on there. And then also creating areas, little hubs within each of the areas, drop-in centres where people can come. Mm hmm I want local people to come out of their houses away from the distractions that you have working at home and they can meet other people and realise... Law and
0: Order is on during the day, oh, okay? God,
1: how can we do that? I, I'm like... <laughs> Home's under the hammer. There's four episodes of Law and Order that
0: are on <laughs> in the morning and I'm kind of like, I'll record it, I'll watch it later on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, but you do it can get, be you a distraction you get, you get, if, if I'm working from just, home yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I just don't even go in the living room I don't turn the telly on because I know mm-hmm. I just that would be me forget it I'm, I've gone but it's not just that it's family distractions or me it's if I have to procrastinate I have never cleaned so much in my life I love cleaning so mm-hmm. my house is spotless because I'm procrastinating mm-hmm. but then if you're it's in a it's a weird place, thing that there
0: was not procrastination yeah. mm-hmm. I mean literally like I'm. Oh, oh yeah I've got that thing I've got to do and I'll put it off mm-hmm. and it's not even it, it, quite often it's, it's not like Stressful things. No. it's just You don't want to do it. Things. Like accounts. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Not, let's not go there. <laughs> I am not a numbers guy. No, me neither. At all. Mm. Just, or I a think, girl. No, but I think that's the thing. If you're a creative person, that can be sort of just mm. a world away. Yeah. You're just like not who you are. Um, right, I'm going to ask you a really, a just c- completely um, off topic, as it were, but because I'm um, a musician, I'm, I'm always intrigued. Um, does music form any kind of part of your daily routine? Like, do you have, like, a playlist that you go to or anything like that that you listen to to kind of get you motivated in the morning or anything like that?
1: I do. I put the radio on. I like noise. I like, and we're we're having, I was having a discussion with somebody about this and they're saying, complete quiet. I says, no, I have to have background noise. I need white noise to help me concentrate because if it's too quiet, every little creak or crack Mm -hmm. i've got i've got my whole imagination and i've written a whole story about something like that so i'll turn on the radio i might even turn on the telly in the living room and i might turn a radio in the bedroom and i've got the Mm -hmm. the radio on in the kitchen so there's always noise around kind of thing on there and i do like listening to music background music on there but i don't like anything too deep that takes me away from my concentration but i do like when i go down to make a cup of coffee And if there's a really good song on, I'll dance around the kitchen Mm -hmm. while I'm waiting. That's a bit of exercise. Give me some energy. And I like a good upbeat sort of song.
0: Anybody when you were growing up that you were kind of like, oh, you're a huge fan of or anything like that?
1: No, I've never really had a huge music's kind of sort of floated along yeah it's never been you know I like I'm I'm more I guess I'm more sort of mainstream music type of thing mm-hmm. I'm not really out there on there that side of thing what's current on the radio I quite like I listen to um, I think the only thing I was a fan of when I was younger was David Essex I had a poster on my wall of, of, of David Essex mm-hmm. um, I loved him my sister was David Cassidy we had this right. battle of the Davids no it's Cassidy <laughs> no it's Essex you know so yeah. um, I liked the long haired earring sort of gypsy look, I I like that, I like long haired, sort of rough and ready kind of thing, Um, but now I like quite a raspy voice Um, but something, I was in the car, we were driving down to Greenock at the weekend and it was sunny and sun was coming in and one of my favourite songs came on it was Louis Armstrong, Wonderful World and I just drifted off into the. I just put a big smile on my face and I was looking out the window as all the nice scenery was passing by and I was just like "Ah,
0: You know what? This mm. is really so funny you should, you should say that. I do two choir projects on a Tuesday. Mm. Um at the Maggie Center in Energy and the Maggie Center in Glasgow. <clears throat> and the last song that we sing at, every single week is always What Wonderful world, mm. Louis Armstrong. Cuz for me it's just like it just it's just such a lovely way mm-hmm. to kind of like okay, now go and face the world. Yeah. You it know? just
1: it puts a smile on my face and calms me and
0: yeah, just, mm. no, it's it's it's. I just it's a There's songs that are like classic songs that mm. m- just do not move me at all. Mm. But um, no, it's just it's the simplicity of it and the, the the lyric of just a. I think it's it's gratitude. It's just mm. you know what? Just a- every single day, you can see all of these incredibly simple but beautiful things and appreciate it. Mm. Um, God, that was deep for. Hey deep, hey deep. <laughs> <Fur>. <laughs> 12 o'clock on a Thursday (laughs) Um, okay we're going to go deeper Mm -hmm. uh, and the final question which I did warn you about Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, if um, yeah many years from now um, when you're no longer with us Um. um, and this can be a personal thing it can be from a, a business perspective what would you like your legacy to be
1: yeah, I did have a think about this and it's actually a really hard question, but I want to be remembered, not as in a big star, you reality star type of thing.
0: I want a statue. <laughs>
1: yeah, you want the whole shebang. No, I just like to say, you know, somebody to remember and say, oh yeah, do you remember Fiona? She did this and she set that up. I don't have kids, so I've not got anything to leave for them. So for me, it's probably more on a business side, and that's why I'm doing the East End Connections, is I want to create something in the East End to help the generations move on. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not where I'm from, but it's been my home for the last 12 years, and I've made it my home, and I, I love the area. But then I think there's so much improvement in any area, the improvement, but I do like that. And it's to create something. And my big vision is to create... Um, some uh, a format for all East End in all of UK. So if we can re- create an East End connections in every city in the UK, right. because they are the dep- nine times out of ten are the deprived areas of any city. Yeah. So can we create a community connection with everyone in there to help them make a better lives? Then that's what I would like to. Fantastic. To leave
0: Fiona, thank you very much for joining. Thank me you, today. Greg. Thank you so much for inviting um, me. W- we could just talk absolute. Rubbish. Nonsense for, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. hours. Oh, you know me. I could talk for yep. for Scotland. Well, hey, I love talking. Um, yeah. So, thank you so much for joining us. Today. Thanks.
1: Thanks very much.
0: If you'd like to find out more about freelance music, you can check us out online. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at freelance music, or you can check out www.freelancemusic.co.uk.